Triple M's Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Thanks to Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance and power without limits. Gus Warland, Jude Bolton and Wendell Saylor. This is the Triple M Rush Hour. Yes, it's the Rush Hour. Such a massive show ahead. We've got Pearl Jam tickets to give away as well as an NBA megastar joins us. Wendell Saylor, how excited are you? Scotty Pippen. Number Mate. 33, baby. Oh. All day, every day. How Weren't you just saying you loved MJ? Yeah, I'm a Jordan fan, but it's like Batman and Robin. Mate, he's ro- he's, he's he's Robin, mate, you know? And, you know, MJ's Batman, so yeah. But I can't wait to ask him about that whole dynasty three yeah. times, back to back to back, twice. Yeah. Unbelievable. Incredible in the 90s. Chicago Bulls, wow. And there's, there was this talk that he actually could have come to Sydney and, yeah. and been, you know, coached the, the Kings. Can you imagine having Scotty Pippen in Sydney? Because we're a sexy city and we deserve Scotty. Oh, well, he's going to talk to us in about 35 minutes. But, guys, a bit of a level change. We know that there's a story that has rocked us all across New South Wales, allegations uh, against the New South Wales Constable, Bo Lamar Condon, and there's been breaking news. So we are going to cross live to Damien Ryan from Channel 9 News. So, Welcome back to the Rush Hour and the story that has shocked across New South Wales, the story of Jesse Baird and Luke Davies. We have an update from Damien Ryan from Channel 9 News and a, a warning that this is quite graphic. Damien, what can you tell us? Yeah, well, they have managed to um, locate their bodies or their remains um, in surf bags. They were found in uh, Balgonia, a Bargonia, which is um, uh, basically oh, three kilometres from where they were searching yesterday. Police were searched to an area of dam yesterday, believing that that's where they could be. They put everything into that search and they were completely deflated. Well, the breakthrough came today when we were told that police were going back to Silverwater Jail to speak to uh, their former uh, police officer, Bo Lamar Condon, who's obviously in custody and charged with double murder. Um, Previously, he'd refused to say anything about Mm. it, allegedly admitted to the crime, but refused to say anything about where the bodies may be. Well, he changed his tune this morning at around 11 o'clock, and by 1 o'clock, uh, police were back in Bungonia and it didn't take them long to find the remains of uh, both Jesse and Luke. So uh, a, a massive breakthrough, a massive relief, no doubt, for the families. Obviously, there must be so many mixed emotions mm. knowing that uh, they're not coming back, but at least we know the final piece in this terrifying puzzle has been put in place. So uh, the families were the first to be informed by it. Um, incredible work by the, by the yeah. police of they basically spent the last three days retracing every step, every known step of uh, Bo Lamar Condon, the police officer, who always refused to just give that information up. Well, today, um, after a visit with a lawyer and then the police turned up, uh, he, he managed to uh, uh, give them those uh, crucial details. Damien, what are the next steps now for the accused? Admittedly, he has made admissions, but there is a long way before that process goes. There is a rule in New South Wales that uh, no body, no parole. If you refuse to disclose where the body is, uh, no parole. But um, I think he's looking at a very long stint in jail, maybe forever. Um, we'll just have to see. He's, what, 28 years old. Mm. Those uh, those things will be looked at by a judge when it, at the appropriate time. But for the moment now, it's police... Uh, uh, finishing off the inquiry. Well, it's only really started now. They've, they've got the body. The bodies, they now have to continue their scientific evidence just to prove how they died. Of course, the theory is that they were shot dead with a police revolver. 
uh, service revolver. And, um, and then, you know, from that, they have to then prepare a report for the coroner. The families have to be informed. They have to know every step of the way. There's still a long way to go, but huge relief for, as you, you, you people live in Sydney, huge relief, not just for the families, but for basically everyone in the city. I think this, this is one of those murders that really has uh, knocked people around. Absolutely. Thank you so much for jumping on the rush hour this afternoon, Damien. Thanks, Damien, Damien Ryan, Nine News. Now, time to get involved with the show. One triple three five three. We want what's your quirky habit on the back of you, Candace. Tell us about your quirky habit because I know you're into your weeding. It's, and that's it's just weird. Stuff. It's not weird. I actually think it's pretty normal. Well, I thought it was normal until I spoke to you guys. So, anyone who knows, I love gardening. Mowing. You've got a green thumb, haven't you? Yeah, I do. And I love weeding. It's my thing. I find it really therapeutic and relaxing, but it's getting out of hand. Because my lawn is weedless. Immaculate. Immaculate. I now find it difficult to walk past, when I'm walking my dog, to walk past other people's homes and other people's front lawns that have weeds in them. Hang on. You're... you're Picking weeds out of other yes. neighbours. Oh, I find goodness. it really hard to walk past other That's people's homes. property. Well, yeah. it's on the council strip, so I feel like I can mm. and I'm doing them a favour. And it gives me the same sense. I love, like, pimples and blackheads and squeezing oh. all those kind of things and I love watching it on Instagram. Okay. And it's that same sort of mm, sensation and that feeling when you squeeze <laughs> a blackhead is when you get a weed out. And mm. I just... I love That's it. That's disgusting. It's, it just makes yeah. me feel fuzzy inside when I weed. Well, yeah. When you what? When you weed? Weed. weed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what about you, Drew? Uh, so I, like my, my quirky habit is probably in an either an intense movie or even a tense sporting yeah. contest. I'll be sitting there and standing up. Like I'll go right yeah. next to the TV and do watch. Do you not own I a lounge? I, well, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, and I'm quite often sitting on that lounge yeah, to watch nice it. Lounge. But I'll get That's up for weird. a seat and come back and I'll stand there and go, why am I standing up? Like I'm right there sort of just rocking back and forth. I must be an old man now. That is unusual. Super quirky. But what's yours? Oh, I don't, don't have one, mate. Uh, uh, right. Yes, you You've do. You've got no, so no, many I'm putting straight down the line, mate. No, no, no. So you like to lather your body in, in particular <laughs> oils. You and <laughs> you don't use moisturiser like no. the normal person does. Yeah. You get pawpaw. So that little red tube of pawpaw It does. Cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you use that as moisturiser. Yeah. Wendell... It is a lip balm. It's an ointment. No, it so is I'm, not body moisturiser. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, you can, and I use you it, and I like it. You are a freak. No, I'm not a freak, but I like it. So sorry <laughs> for being different. Yeah. One of our, one of our producers, she's uh, mad into the Skittles, but yeah. only eats the purple and red ones. Yeah. So she'll sort them out. Yeah. So they're just sitting separate, and just the others get thrown out. Yeah, like, it's just like a waste. That's weird. She's she's bit, that's unusual. It doesn't taste different, does it? I don't no. think they do. No, they do. They, do they? they all no. have different tastes. She's a bit weird, our producer, Laura Bichet. But, but yeah. uh, they were sitting out there, and I just grabbed a handful, and it was all her purple and red ones. But give oh, us a call. Yeah. They're the calls we want around your quirky habits. Let's go to Andrew in Waterloo. How are you, Andrew? Hey, how are you? Good, Good. man. What's your, what's your quirky habit? Uh, so, coat hangers. The hook has to be facing the left of the front of the shirt, and then when they're hung up, the front has to be facing the left, so it's all lined up to the point where I now have coat hangers that you can turn the hook around so I don't have to take the coat hanger out of the shirt and put it back in. You need the twisty ones. Yeah, wow. okay. That's, wow. Yeah. That's, but you know what? That's just organisation, oh, and I like that. You're embracing this. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Oh, My yes. missus thinks yep. it's not. No, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, good. I go. like oh, it. Yep. Kelly, yeah. what is your quirky habit? 
Hello, Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Hi. Um, when I come home from work, I only take one sock off and wear one around. Why? Hang on. Where did this start? <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah, just weird. What? Why? Oh, I just feel comfortable with only one sock on. Okay. You know what's better than one sock? Two socks. Is it, hang on, Kelly. Is it is it always consistent, the same side? Like yeah, it is, is, yeah. I'll take the left sock off. When did this start? Yeah. Oh, a few years ago. Oh, so you've yeah. been doing this. Do you have a lot of just like odd one sock. odd socks at home? No, yeah, I do actually, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I thought so, yeah. So let's go to Mark. Mark, how are you going, mate? G'day, boys and, and ladies. How you doing? Good. Thank you, mate. I want to know, what's your quirky habit? When I walk the dog or when I go for a walk myself, I won't step off the footpath unless I've taken an even number of steps. Oh. And I've been doing that for over, and I've been doing that for over 50 years. No. Oh. So you're always counting, Mark. Yeah. Correct. I, I like- never start, to be honest. I don't start counting till the left foot. If, if if I don't start with the left foot, then I haven't started. So you wouldn't be right. able to go for a walk with someone because if yep. they wanted to chat to you, yeah. you would lose count and yes. then that would just do your head in. No, no. What what would happen? Because I start on my left foot. That's how I know. Oh, I start my. always start with my left. So if my right foot goes down and then I've got to step off the gutter, it's okay. He's a walking apple If I apple finish watch. on the left and I've got to step off the right, I can't do it. Have you seen the doctor about yeah. this? <laughs> I've been doing this for 50 years because when I was a kid, I almost stepped on a red-bellied black snake outside school. Oh, okay. And that's yeah. what caused it, right? Mm. But I've been doing that since I was 12 years old. Wow. I love how oh, yeah. we all have yeah. our quirks. Yes. And it's funny, that reminds me too, like Mark, you know, we all have one. And then, but even Tristan, so when we were watching TV, Tristan always needed on even numbers. And then I just, you know, I'm like, I just put it on numbers just, all the time. You yeah. know what I'm doing. Oh. Yeah, you know what I'm doing. <laughs> Welcome back to the Rush Hour with Gus, Jude, and Wendell Candace Warner in studio. Time now to talk to a superstar. There's only a handful of people in this world who've been able to rise above instances or obstacles many would assume overshadows them to become legends. Solieri wrote some fine symphonies, but so did Bloody Mozart at the same time. Stuart McGill was a great leggy at the same time as Bloody Warning. Buzz Aldrin had to walk out after Bloody Neil. And speaking of, who could forget that bloke who got two holes in ones on the same day at his local golf club on the day of the moon landing? You see where I'm going with this. But our next guest was never overshadowed by any of the legends surrounding him in that epic Chicago Bulls team of the 90s. Rodman, Jordan, our very own Luke Longley. He stood right by him and matched him to become seven-time NBA All-Star. Multiple NBA championships with the Bulls. Named in the 75th anniversary NBA All-Stars team and easily finds his place in the official 50 greatest NBA players of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Rush Hour. It's Scotty Pippen. And it's a big welcome to Scotty Pippen. Scotty, the NBL finals begin tomorrow night. We have the Jack Jumpers versus the Hawks, but also our Sydney Kings take on the New Zealand Breakers. You've had some experience in three peats. Can the Kings get it done? I feel like they can. I mean, I think this is a fun time of the season for them, and I feel that uh, being that it's the playoffs, that, that should inspire them. I think that, you know, having a, a boring regular season, sometimes <laughs> you get a little off. Uh, uh, you lose focus, I guess I just say. And uh, maybe the Kings lost a little focus in the regular season and hopefully now they can boost that energy back up and prepare for a new season, as I call it. In Australia, we love our physicality and, and, and contact sport. 
The NBL, it's it's very physical and not too dissimilar to when you played the NBA. Uh, yes, I, I think that they are definitely trying to maintain a sense of old school basketball, I like to say. And uh, I, I think that physicality definitely is a throwback of that. And that style of play is what a lot of basketball fans are, are more familiar with. And I think they um, have drawn to kind of like a little bit of that. So that's something that the NBL has definitely uh, maintained as they continue to um, grow the, the, the game in, in certain areas and definitely trying to stay on pace with the NBA. Uh, you, you can give them a lot of credit for maintaining some of that toughness and aggressive in their sport. Scotty, one thing we love, we love when uh, the NBA stars and come out here and do some stuff in and around the NBL, and obviously, you know, you were forefront of that. But, you know, a guy like Luke Longley, uh, he's one of our greats here. Mate, that era in the 90s, the Chicago Bulls, um, mate, how good was it to play with guys like Rodman and Luke Longley? Oh, uh, well, it was great. You know, I have some great memories with those guys, and uh, that's part of the reason why I'm uh, in Australia as well. Um, you know, I'm here promoting the NBL, but also I'm touring with Luke and Horace Grant, uh, two of my great teammates, uh, two guys that I had an opportunity to win uh, three different championships with. Sitting here talking about how great the, the 90s were and how great that the Chicago Bulls were in terms of being able to help globalize the, the game, but also... Uh, exhibiting team sports at a high level. A few years ago, it was reported that you were close to moving to Australia. Just how close were you? I was I was pretty close. Uh, Luke was really trying to get me over, and uh, I was excited about the opportunity to come over and get back into basketball and get it into it from a coaching standpoint. But uh, things weren't able to work out. My kids kind of convinced me to stay in America a little bit longer, so... Uh, Hopefully, um, I have an 18-year-old son that uh, I can convince him to come over here and uh, be a part of the uh, next SARS program that they have in the uh, NBL. Scotty, when you look at the NBA game these days, I mean, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, they've changed the game in terms of that sort of three-point specialist. Do you sort of lament, like, do you look at sort of the older style of basketball where mid-range jumpers and driving to the basket was, was, I guess, so much more exciting? Or how do you view the game these days? Well, I enjoyed the growth and the uh, ability of these players really uh, putting themselves in the in a position to be game changers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've enjoyed watching the three-point line being utilized more, uh, being a huge part of our game for so many years. Uh, I give credit to these young players for getting in the gym, uh, seeing that vision of being able to be a game changer by utilizing that three-point line uh, as a very valuable tool in today's game. When you see blokes like Steph Curry, obviously, doing what he's doing for a long time, you know, he takes players with him. He's so important to teams. But, you know, the young players, what what's the best um, sort of advice you give the young players coming through? Because you guys were the guys who set the standard. <clears throat> now, there's all this big money. you got to stay humble, but also, you know, you got to back yourself. Yeah, I mean, for any player that dreams and have the aspirations of playing at a high level, um, you you really got to put the work in. You know, there's a lot of kids all around the world who wants to have that same job, have that same opportunity. So when you realize uh, how many jobs that we have in, in our NBA games, but there's various other leagues around the world, um, you you have to realize that there's a lot of work ahead of you, especially when you talk about playing some of the best players in the world in one of the best leagues 
in the world. Stick around, Scotty. We'd love to ask you about Michael Jordan and your relationship with him. More on The Rush Hour next. Welcome back to The Rush Hour. We're talking to six-time NBA champion Bulls legend Scotty Pippen. Scotty, now I want to ask you about Phil Jackson. What made him so special? His ability to coach unique individuals like Dennis Rodman or just egos like MJ? Well, I, I think one thing was is that he was able to find a good offense that could keep a lot of uh, guys happy. And it was an offense that was able to win uh, multiple championships. Uh, we was able to win five or uh, six in Chicago and five in Los Angeles. So uh, I think that the offense played a huge role for it, but I think Fields is just a great personality. Uh, someone who's played the game, has an understanding about the game, but also is very professional about allowing professionals to be professionals, but also uh, understanding when to um, turn it up a little bit. One thing we do is like watching a lot of American sports and American podcasts. In Australia, sometimes we don't probably celebrate our athletes like we should. Like, you know, Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl, he's just been himself, obviously. He's with Taylor Swift. Like the NBA, when we're watching you guys, mate, you've got A-listers, you know, sitting uh, on courtside. You know, you've got <laughs> new musicians. They just love you guys and you got, and we all love you guys. But it's that like to have all the A-listers just idolise what you guys do. I think it's just outstanding, I think. As basketball players, we understand that we are entertainers. Uh, a lot of people watch our game uh, from ages, anywhere from two to a hundred. So we understand our job, but uh, we just have to try to make sure that one that we're able to perform, meaning be on the basketball court. But you want to have a good show, meaning not you as an individual, but your team. You. You want to play a good game. You want to win. And you want to uh, display what it is about team basketball um, that's got you at the top of your pinnacle. So we don't too much worry about the entertainers. Uh, great, great teams tend to just put on a great show. And at the end of the season, that's what they're really preparing themselves for is to battle in the playoffs. Great teams assert their dominance and great players assert their dominance. I mean, uh, you know, your your image of dunking over Patrick Ewing at Madison Square Garden and then, then telling Spike Lee to sit the hell down. I mean, take us back to that moment and, and I guess the ferocity that you approached that, that game. I mean, I was a player that I played with a lot of tenacity and, you know, I tried to keep it in between the lines. And, uh, you know, at that time, it was just a, a moment in time where I had a lot of adrenaline, a lot of momentum, and uh, there was a lot of things happened on the court after that ball was dunked through. So uh, just a lot of adrenaline flowing, and I think I was uh, just in a mood where I felt unstoppable, dominant, and it wasn't the time for Spike Lee to be standing up uh, <laughs> on the court. So I felt like he, he kind of got in uh, my lane by standing on the court. Who had the biggest influence on your career? Was it your parents? Was it a particular coach or a, a player that you idolized? Yeah, I think it was my high school coach, uh, Coach Donald Wayne. I think he saw the potential in me and really uh, did all he could to make sure that I got a, a second opportunity uh, in terms of being able to go to college. And he just kind of helped me feel uh, a vision that I felt like that I was going to achieve. Mate, one thing I did love too is like in that Chicago Bulls setup, um, off the court, you know, we watched the last dance, you guys all got along, and sometimes you weren't on the same page, but 
I love number 33. I bought a Scotty Pippen hat because, you know, the way that you played and carried yourself. What does that mean to you? Like, 33, it's an iconic number and uh, all those championships. Well, it, it means a lot to me, uh, especially the fact that I was able to go to a, a team, Chicago Bulls, and kind of established 33 as my number. But it was a number that I looked up to from other guys that played the game, Larry Bird, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Patrick mm-hmm. Ewan. But uh, for me to go and establish uh, the number 33 as a bull player, uh, as a winner, uh, someone that, you know, competed and felt like I competed the right way where it was enjoyable, uh, it means a lot to me to see fans that support me, uh, support the team that I played for. Um, I think that's what I kind of set out to do uh, as a player is to draw people to the game and to draw them to my style of play as well. Scotty, in your eyes, what separates a team that's capable of winning an NBA championship versus like creating a dynasty like you did at Chicago? I think it takes good leadership. Mm. Um, I think it takes uh, some great years of good luck, meaning being healthy, because you want to be able to try to defend those titles year in and year out, but also a lot of dedication, not just from any individuals, but it, it takes a, a group, a team, an organization to be dedicated to what it takes to putting together a championship team and doing it consistently year in, year out. We've got to ask you about Michael Jordan. Obviously, such a competitive beast. What made you two so complimentary for each other in, in terms of on, on court? I think we were just both driven, wanting to win, uh, chasing a childhood dream, and I think we we saw the success, and we just couldn't get enough of it. Away from you know the basketball court and obviously being who you are, what does Scotty Pippen like to do in his spare time? I enjoy playing golf. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy training my boys and preparing them uh, for the next level of basketball. But I, my pastime, I enjoy getting out and playing golf. Magnificent. We could talk to you all day, Scotty. Really appreciate you taking time and get down to Kudos Bank Arena tomorrow night to see the Kings versus the Breakers. Tickets still available at tickettech.com.au. Scotty Pippen, a big thanks. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Legend. Bye. Triple M presents Pearl Jam. Live on their Dark Matter World Tour with special guests, the Pixies, playing Giant Stadium November 21 and 23. Tickets on sale now without the need for a code at livenation.com.au. The been a man or woman. Yeah, Triple M is proud to present Pearl Jam on their return to Australia for the Dark Matter World Tour 2024 this November. Have you got someone in your life that's the better man or woman? Do they help you or others out in times of need? Now's your chance to let them know that they're the better man and we could be sending you both to Pearl Jam. Head to triplem.com.au and tell us about your better man and we could be calling you. I'll tell you what, guys, today we've got Nicole on the line. Welcome to the Rush Hour, Nicole. Hi. How are you doing? Who are you nominating as your better man or woman and why? I'm no- nominating my husband, Marty, as the better man. Look, he, he does a really, really good job. He is up at 4am every morning with his job and then he takes on for the family and does this, the kids' dance classes. He's the dance dad three nights a week as well after work. So he's not just a better man, he's a real good man and he deserves this. Yeah, that's right. And he loves Pearl Jam. Fantastic. Should we give Marty a call now, Nicole? Yeah. Let's give him a call Let's and you tell him, him why you take him to Pearl Jam. 
Hello. G'day, Marty. It's Jude Bolton from the Rush Hour. We've got your wife, Nicole, on the line. She's got something to say to you. <laughs> okay. Hey, babe. How you going? Good. Yourself? Did you drop Ella to dance? Uh, not yet. She's just having something to eat. On your way? Know. Got a pretty cool thing just happening. We've got some, mm-hmm. hopefully got some Pearl Jam tickets in Sydney. Absolutely. Congratulations, guys. You've won a Yay. double pass to Pearl Jam. How's that, <laughs> Marty? <laughs> oh, awesome. Hey, mate, how, when's the, have you see, ever seen them before? Or No, how? mate. No, no, I haven't. Mate, they are coming out in November. It's going to be incredible. That's amazing. Oh, that. <laughs> hey, Marty, can you tell me, like, obviously, Nicole, happy wife, happy life, but what, what does your family mean to you? Obviously, taking, you know, the uh, kids to dance and that, but you get up at 4 a.m. Uh, pretty much whatever I do is for the kids and for the wife. Yeah, um, yeah 4 a.m. starts, mate. Work all day, work for old gas, <laughs> delivering gas, and uh, do what I've got to do with the kids and so they can have their, their time and do what they love doing. Magnificent, oh, Marty. You fully deserve that. And thank yeah. you, Nicole, for entering no him worries. as your Thanks, better man. Guys. Appreciate it. Triple M presents Pearl Jam live on their Dark Matter World Tour with special guests, the Pixies, playing Giant Stadium November 21 and 23. Tickets on sale now without the need for a code at livenation.com.au. It's our first time to do this. Because it's Teamless Tuesday. Yeah, this Sunday it's the Sea Eagles and the Rabbitohs at 1.30pm in Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, and then 3.30pm it's the Roosters and the Broncos. Let's start with the Sea Eagles and the Rabbitohs. Dell, uh, what do you make of these two sides? Yeah, mate, look, they've both got very strong squads here, and we obviously know that Campbell Graham, uh, he won't be a part of that bunny centre pairing, so, you know, Isaiah Tass, he's going to be in there, and Richard uh, Kenner, he's in there as well. And don't forget, Jack Whiten, he'll take that centre position when he's off suspension. Seagulls, they look strong. Uh, Luke Brooks in the side, I think this is really going to suit him, this combination. Had a great pre-season, didn't he? Well, the thing about, like, about Luke Brooks, he can just go there and play a bit of footy now. You've got Cherry Evans who will lead from the front. I think Cherry's 35 or 36. You know, he gets better with age. But then you've got Tommy Turbo. He's your Ferrari. When you're talking about F1s and you're talking about, you know, Lamborghinis and F1 racing, mate, you've got Tommy Turbo there. But the Ford Pack is the most important thing. You've got Ben Travojevic uh, playing in the back row there with um, with his brother Jake. But that's, that's a well-balanced side. And I just think Luke Brooks, he'll have time to play. The pressure of the Tigers, when they won, the pressure was on him. When they lost, it was his fault, you know. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, I mean, I've been following him on social media. He looks happier than ever. Mm. I think he's going to have a really big season this year. Oh, I think he is too. I think Latrell, you know, I think he's 25, 26 now. He's comfortable in his skin. He led the Indigenous All-Stars a couple of weeks ago, but not just him. He leads from the front. you got Cam Murray there. Cam Murray, he's one of my favourite players. He adds that balance to the forward pack, but even their bench. Thomas Burgess comes off the bench. Great impact. But even, um, you know, they've got um, one of those players there, Sean Kepi. You know, he's sort of, he's moved over. So they bolstered their side, the Bunnies, and they won't like the way they went out last year. And I know this, you're a Bunnies fan. They won in the finals and you hated that, didn't I you? I hated it. Who are you tipping here, Del? Mate, I'm going to go, I'm going to go the Bunnies in a tight one. Hey! Yeah. Yep. win for Bunny supporters. And yes. what about the Roosters and the Broncos? I'm going to go the Broncos, mate. The Broncos, I, I just think uh, Roosters early in the season, their early season form hasn't been really good. And I just think the Roosters, for me, um, they got beaten. Remember, they got beaten last year by the Dolphins. They got ambushed up there. But the Broncos, that looks like an awesome side. I feel sorry for Corey Oates. He's missed out, yeah. How important is it that the Roosters do get off to that good start? Um, you know, they were they underperformed last year. Oh, yeah, everybody knows that. But where they got to, they did well. But they just, they just didn't play well as a team. They had different injuries. Brandon Smith, obviously, Suali'i. That was, that's a big deal for Suali'i. 
So then his mind wasn't on it sometimes and the pressure that comes with that. Tedesco, he tried really hard. Daniel Tupo was injured. But their forward pack, this is this is the one, you know. For me, Spencer Linu, he's a three-time premiership player. Oh, he's your X Factor. Like In the forwards, Jadry Halgaz is suspended at the moment, but he's the bloke that'll leave from the front and he'll say, hey, boys, this is one of three-time premiership player. How important is it for the Broncos just to start well and get you know get last year and, and the way it finished just out of the way now? Dude, you've been involved in this. When you've lost a grand final, you lost against West Coast by a couple of points. Yeah, mate, you can get you can get a, a grand final hangover, or you can say, you know what, boys, we got to be better. This is what it takes to win. So they wouldn't like the fact that um, you know Panthers played in the World Club Challenge. It could have been them if they got it right. Uh, the Broncos. I'm just looking at someone like a Reese Walsh. Mm. Will he be overawed by the this occasion? No, he won't. Like Reese Walsh, anyone that anyone that comes out around Origin time as a 2021 20, year old and says why well, he hates New South Wales and then backs it up with two really good performances. Because we did see those sunglasses come out (laughs) in the grand final before the game started. But that's okay. You know one thing I don't like? You to express yourself. Yeah. One thing that's, I mean, one thing that Jude and I came through an era, and so did you, Candice, where these young men and women were allowed to be ourselves back in the day. Now we put so much pressure on them. Just let them be themselves. They'll make our game better if we let them be themselves. We want to see Sam Walker, you know, have a big season as well, just in pairing up with uh, Luke Keary there again. Yeah, well, Sam Walker, he's one of those guys where last year, you know, he was in that Origin squad, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and then all of a sudden he finds himself back in reserve grade. Then he got injured on the back of that, lost a bit of confidence. But, uh, you know, Sam will be better for uh, for, the, for what he went through last year. Do you think there'll be some NFL scouts over there watching this game, watching people like your Payne Haas who are just built for, for their game? Yeah, look, it'd be crazy not to, but once again, mate, we know NRL to play NFL. You know, obviously we've had a couple of players try and go there. Only the kickers really make it, and obviously, uh, you know, a lot of the, um, foot, lot of the yeah, AFL players yeah, 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 kicking. Yeah. But Malaita, yeah. I think you know he was a Southman. He'll be there watching, you know, the boys. So it's going to be a cracking game. Me personally, I'd love to see see, see Seagulls to win. But for me, I've tipped the Bunnies to be one of the Premiership favourites this year. So yeah, I'm backing them. Time to talk some tech. Yeah, big welcome to Trevor Long. Trevor, what is this bendable concept phone that you can wear on your wrist from Motorola all about? This is like nothing I've ever seen before. It looks like a normal smartphone, but then you can literally grab it from both ends and bend it outward so it becomes like a U-shape with the screen facing out. It's like a slap I actually band. did this. I held it. it. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like, except it needs a little magnetic uh, bracelet on your wrist for it to actually stay on your wrist. So it kind of looks like a big smartwatch. You look utterly ridiculous wearing it. I see very little purpose to it other than to make it clear that Motorola can do this. It's like one of these tech companies saying to the other tech companies, hey, look what we can do. Can you do this? That's about the only purpose of it. Well, well, keeping the phones, what about the much-hyped Barbie flip phone? Surely, what's going on here? The middle of the year, will this one live up to the hype? This will be fascinating because um, HMD, the company that make all the Nokia phones, have licensed the the Barbie brand here, and they're going to bring this phone out. We know nothing about it other than Barbie flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you it won't be a smartphone. Um, it'll be what we call a, a feature phone, otherwise known as a dumb phone. So no apps and none of that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Good they reckon <laughs> they reckon that younger younger kids are actually the most likely to want to walk away from social media and take a break. So they're actually the most likely to want for this device. So look, it'd be a perfect first smartphone for, for a young person going into, you know, maybe the final stages of primary school. But I think there'll be people of all ages wanting the Barbie phone because the one thing I'll guarantee, it'll be hot pink. Dell's pre-ordered one. Look out. You'd look good walking <laughs> the streets of Sydney with those that pop. 
that pink phone next to oh, your yeah, ear. Oh, yeah, my pink and black eye look like licorice horse would be great. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, the new Foxtel Hubble, is it a game changer? It could be. Um, so this is not like anything we've seen before because it's not a streaming service. It's a box. Now, there is a Google TV. There's Fetch TV. There's a lot of these boxes out there, which are all awesome. But this one's more about the content. So you plug it into your TV or you can buy a Hubble TV, which would be amazing, but bring it Forget that for a minute. Little Hubble box, put it on your existing TV, and it brings up all the content from all the services. And in a sports sense, it's going to have Optus Sport, Stan Sport, and KO Sport. So on the sport page of Hubble, you will see everything that's live right now across all those platforms. You'll see everything you could want to watch. The trick is it'll show it even if you're not subscribed to it. So it'll tease you with sport or movies and TV shows that you don't have, and it'll want you to click and subscribe. So be warned, you'll be clicking and subscribing to more streaming services than you probably already have. Trevor, what other tech conferences are you travelling to over the world, oh, mate? Oh. Well, this is Barcelona. Oh. I've got to get home first <laughs> and then and then and then we'll think about heading to Berlin in a, in a few months for the uh, for the next one. Trevor, can I just ask this? You know they say happy wife, happy life? Uh, look, she she's at home. I'm here. Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> Love it, mate. Love Barcelona. For all your tech needs, go to EFTM.com. Everything for the man. Trevor Long, really appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks for Cheers, mate. Welcome back to The Rush Hour with Gus Jude and Wendell and Candace Warner. Time now for this. Adam Reynolds has signed a one-year contract extension with the Broncos. Are you surprised by this or is this good news for Broncos fans? Well, it's a good two-way street because I think they need the experience of Adam Reynolds, but it's going to have to be at, 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 a, at a lesser contract because I think you've got Ezra Mam, obviously, you know, he's been on a big contract. Reese Walsh is going to be off contract soon. He needs a top-up. You've got Payne Husker, Tony Stays, you've got all these players. Um, so he might have taken a bit of a pay cut, but they need his experience there because you don't have too many senior players there, especially on the back of Kurt Capewell leaving, and Adam Reynolds is so important to the, to the Broncos. Now, Luke Keery has told media that it would be totally fine if Joey Manu spent a few seasons in French rugby before hopefully coming back to the Roosters. You've done this. You've come back. What's what's that, that whole experience like? Yeah, oh, look, I have come back because I, I love rugby league, you know. Even though you know, I was, when I was out of the game, watching rugby league, I thought, you know what, I could go and play rugby overseas and finish there or I could come back to rugby league. The best two years I've enjoyed was coming back. Joey Marnie's earned the right to do whatever he wants. So if he wants to go for a couple of seasons and come back, good luck. No one understands the rigours it takes on your body playing the NRL. He's been playing first grade things since 1920 and he's an absolute superstar of our game. So whatever you do, Joey Marnie, we support you, mate, but uh, you're always welcome back in rugby league. Bad news for Swanee's fans, Jude. Luke Parker undergoing surgery on a broken arm. Yeah, it was just a, uh, a match simulation against the Giants just the other day. It was the last five minutes of the game and a pretty innocuous one at all. There was uh, So he's gone through and they're just working out how long he'll need to spend on the sidelines for this particular injury, the broken arm. Um, such a tough unit, an important player for the for the Swans. Uh, they, they kick off their season next Thursday night, um, a massive game against uh, Melbourne. So he'll be sadly missed, but they've also picked up Taylor Adams from Collingwood, they've got James Jordan from the from the Demons, so they're, they're well bolstered through the midfield. And FA Cup final, Liverpool beat Chelsea 1-0. Yeah, huge effort from Liverpool, obviously uh, Virgin, Virgil van Dijk uh, scored in that one really late against Chelsea, so bring some uh, silverware to Liverpool. They sit on top of the EPL ladder at the moment as well, in front of Man City and Arsenal, so it's all sort of gearing up in the EPL, but that's a big bit of silverware to bring in for, for the Liverpool fans. Candice, we're the first test. Australia play New Zealand. Mate, 
What do you think of this? Thursday, 9pm, cricket, it's just, it's like 24-7. There's a lot of cricket going on. This is a really important series. Uh, it's a two-match series. Um, when it comes to the World Test Championship, Australia is sitting third, only first and second qualified. New Zealand are at the top of the ladder. Uh, news today that um, the sudden retirement of New Zealand quick Neil Wagner, who caused oh, wow. Steve Smith in particular some uh, a little bit of grief last yeah. time he toured Australia with his relentless short pitch bowling. Well, he's retired, so um, that's good news for... I guess Australian fans, not so good for New Zealand, but it's going to be a fantastic series. We should win that too, series. Yeah, surely we would. You would think so, but New Zealand have been playing well. Kane Williamson, um, he's, good, he's, he's had back-to-back centuries, so he's in fine form. Yeah, we'd love to see that sort of series played in Australia at some stage. We haven't good. had the, the Kiwis for a while. Candice, you're on back page tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. What's we- on? Oh, we're talking AFL cricket. Vegas, surely. Vegas, you name it. And we're running the gauntlet tomorrow. See you, Del. Love the, love the gauntlet. See you, everyone. The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell. Weekdays from 4 on Triple M.